The Boston Bruins are in Tempe, Arizona to take on the Coyotes in a Friday night tilt. And Zdeno Chara is telling tales about the 2011 Vancouver Canucks and how they motivated the Bruins with some early celebration planning. Let's get into it on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Friday, December 9th, and I want to thank you for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day, free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before at Bet Online, where the game starts. The Bruins in action tonight at Arizona. We're going to preview that game as well as uh, talk about Zdeno Chara's revelations about the 2011 Stanley Cup final against the Vancouver Canucks. I want to remind you first that you can. Follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at LockedNHLBruins. And you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren, a lifelong Bruins fan, covering this team for various outlets for about 17 years now. Is it more than that? No, 17. Yep. Anyways, today, tonight, the Bruins take on the Arizona Coyotes. And before... We get to uh, talking about the players involved in this one. Wild to me that the Coyotes, this will be their 25th game of the season, but only their fifth game at home. They're 6-11-3 on the road. 20 games of their 24 played on the road. 1-2-1 at home. And of course, this season, they're playing at Mullet Arena, a 500... Thousand seat indoor multi-purpose arena at Arizona State University in Tempe, Arizona. It's the home of the Arizona State men's and women's hockey teams, women's gymnastics, men's wrestling, and it's the temporary venue for the Arizona Coyotes through at least 2025. This is where an NHL team is playing a 5,000 seat arena. Uh, Temporary locker room accommodations were set up for the first four home games. There's been some time now where uh, the Bruins will get a legit um, locker room situation. They have just ended a franchise record 14 game road trip while construction of the locker room annex has been going on. It's expected to be completed by tonight's game. Uh, Included on-site NHL training and locker room facilities. Um, So the season began with the arena not even quite ready to host the Coyotes 
and their opponents, but reportedly that is to be um, finished by the time the Bruins check in for tonight's game. So that's something to keep an eye on uh, for sure. Um, It was scheduled to be ready before their uh, homestand, which begins tonight against the Boston Bruins. So the Bruins will be getting a Coyotes team that has been on the road for quite some time. They've played 14 straight games on the road, coming home to new, newly renovated digs at least. And uh, the Bruins will have a chance to play in a very intimate setting. For reference, I live in a junior hockey town, uh, Guelph, Ontario. The OHL's Guelph Storm that features Boston Bruins second round pick, Matt Poitra, of course. Uh, we are in a town of about 120,000 people, and the capacity at the Sleeman Center is about 5,000 people. Um, so that gives you kind of the scope of where the Bruins will be playing tonight, the equivalent of a junior hockey rink in a small Ontario city. It should uh, make for some interesting viewing. The atmosphere there, I'm sure, would be great. I mean, my seven-year-old kid just last weekend played a few games at the Sleeman Center. Um, You can get very close to the ice. The top seats are like some of the best seats that you would find at any other arena around the NHL. Uh, so very intimate and uh, should make for uh, interesting viewing at the very least. Coming up here in a moment, we'll preview this game and talk about some of the Coyotes players who are hot coming into it, the Bruins, and then later on we'll touch on the Zdeno Chara and the Vancouver Canucks uh, situation. But first, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the top spot for all your sports betting information here in 2022. They have everything you could possibly need to make your bets on the World Cup of Soccer, this weekend's football schedule, basketball, hockey esports they've got it all at bet online every professional and amateur league the latest odds and trends they're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix in you can head to their website today use your mobile device to learn more at bet online where the game starts so who are these arizona coyotes who do they have who's hot for them who has helped them win seven games in their first 24. For reference, they are seventh in the Central Division, 7-13-4 record, uh, just a touch better than the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, higher point percentage, and a better goal differential than the Blackhawks. In the Western Conference, the Coyotes are 14th out of 16 with the Anaheim Ducks well down the standings as the uh, bottom team in the NHL at the moment in the running for the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. 
when it comes to their top scorers, well, over the last five games, they've had um, a rookie step up, leading the team in points. That would be uh, Matias Michelli, who was a fourth-round pick back in 2019 out of Finland. He's got two goals, 15 assists for 17 points in 22 games this season, six points over his last five games. Shane Gostisbehere leading the team over the past five games with two goals. Michelli with the five assists. Uh, Goaltending-wise, they have a pretty talented netminder in Karel Vimelka. He was a fifth-round pick of the Nashville Predators back in 2015. 9-12 save percentage for the Coyotes this season. He's 6-7-3, and and he certainly can steal a game or two uh, for the Arizona Coyotes. He's got two shutouts this season. And again, he's a guy that could very well make 50 saves and earn a victory for the Coyotes. In fact, he shut out the Carolina Hurricanes earlier this season, shut out the Islanders, not as impressive, but that one against the Hurricanes, he made 36 saves in that one. He's got a 39-save performance um, earlier this season. 41-save performance and a win over the Florida Panthers earlier this season. He beat the Maple Leafs earlier this season, making uh, 26 saves in that game. So, again, he's a guy that could very well step up and steal a game for the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, The Coyotes led in scoring by uh, Clayton Keller, 24 games played, 22 points. Shane Gossespierre with 18 points. Um, Our old friend Nick Ritchie, of course, still hanging around in Arizona. He's got six goals in 21 games. Uh, They also recently got Nick Schmaltz back from from injury had a hot start but he's cooled off since his return only four points in five games this team has some players who can put the puck in the back of the net um just a very weird team with their arena situation and with their rebuilding they're always taking on bad contracts uh etc they've got a bunch of guys who could indeed be floated at the deadline uh, in terms of trade acquisitions and loading up for the draft. It's insane if you look at their draft picks over the next couple of years, 2024 especially, they have three second round picks, four third round picks, a couple fourth round picks, and they have Boston's seventh round pick next year uh, as a result of the Michael Callahan trade where the Bruins acquired the rights to the defenseman and sent that 2024 uh, seventh round pick. The one they're most concerned about is this year's 2023 first round pick, which could indeed turn into uh, Connor Bedard. Rookie Dylan Gunther won't be with the team. He's off to a pretty good start in his NHL career with Uh, 11 points in 21 games, but he's been loaned to Team Canada 
for the World Junior Tournament. So, again, a team that kind of relies on their high-end talent to perform every single night without one of their top rookies. Uh, Jacob Chikrin will be in the lineup. He's a guy that's always been linked in trade rumors. Uh, a guy that I will admit I was a bit higher on in his draft year than Charlie McAvoy. That's probably my OHL bias uh, coming into play. But he, uh, you know, is a high-end defenseman. Hasn't panned out as well as Charlie McAvoy, of course. But still somebody to keep an eye on. Uh, and, of course, our old friend Nick Ritchie will be looking to make an impact for the Coyotes. It's a 9.30 p.m. start. So, I mean, it is a Friday night. Hopefully you can sleep in tomorrow so you can enjoy tonight's game. I have to get up in order to take my kid to basketball tomorrow at uh, 8.30 a.m. So, woo, could be a bit dicey. The Bruins will be off tomorrow, back in action on Sunday against the Vegas Golden Knights. So I might pop on and do a quick bonus podcast to talk about Tonight's game in advance of Sunday night's game. Coming up here after the break, a wild story about Zdeno Chara and the 2011 Stanley Cup Final. But I want to thank you once again for making Locked On Bruins part of your day, free and available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube. For your next listen, check out Locked On Sports Today, the biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, the take of the day, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. So Zdeno Chara has been in the spotlight a bit over the past week playing in the Boston Bruins alumni game with Ray Bork. And he recently appeared on the uh, Games with Names podcast in an interview with Julian Edelman and Sam Morrill. Uh, he made some very interesting comments about the 2011 Stanley Cup Final and how the Canucks motivated the Bruins by prematurely believing that they were on their way to victory in that series. Chara says that Canucks players began practicing how they would celebrate winning the Stanley Cup after winning their first two games in Vancouver. Those two games, if you'll recall, were incredibly close. Um, and in games three and four, the Bruins blew out the Canucks by a combined score of 12-1. to 1. Canucks won game five in Vancouver, won nothing. They lost game six in Boston. And then, of course, the Bruins won four nothing in game seven. This is what Chara had to say. After losing two games in Vancouver, the Bruins saw players from Vancouver coming on the ice in the garden, and they were actually practicing how they would be lifting the cup and handing off the cup to each other. We found out about these things and we were like, bleep this. We're not going to allow this to happen. It just fueled us. There's more. Char said they heard about a few other things. There were some rumors that they called the league and they were asking uh, 
likely after game five, they were calling the league and asking how many people or family members they can take on the ice after they win the championship. The Bruins found out about these things, and for them, it was a huge, huge motivation. Um, It's unclear who actually saw the Canucks players pretending to hand the cup to each other. Chara initially said, we saw. Then he said, we found out about it. Uh, Practice is open to the media. Didn't seem like there were any reports of such things happening at the time, but there was prevalent talk among fans and media at the time that this had actually happened. Um, Openly pretending to lift the cup would be just ridiculous behavior for, you know, hockey players who are super superstitious, don't even want to touch the... Um, the conference championship trophies. Uh, if you're up two nothing, incredibly premature. But both sides hated each other, and if they saw this, caught wind of it, then it's something that they would have clearly latched onto. Um, Chara was asked if the Canucks were a dirty team. Chara has struggled to find the right words. He said, I wouldn't say dirty. They were maybe a little bit too cocky. Not the right word, but they had a chip on their shoulders. They had some players that had a reputation of being role players and agitators, not really backing up the way they played. But they were good players, and they did some stuff that really fueled us. Of course, there was the Aaron Rome hit on Nathan Horton. There was the uh, Alex Burroughs finger bite of Patrice Bergeron. Now, from the Canucks side of things, Sportsnet's Jeff Merrick reached out to ex-Canucks defenseman Kevin Bieksa. Uh, He signed a one-day contract to retire with the team earlier this year. And Bieksa said, never happened. 100% never happened. Regardless, there's still some bad blood between the two sides. Uh, If you'll recall, Ryan Kessler, uh, who was a prominent member of the 2011 team, said um, in an interview about three years ago that he's still not over and something he'll never forget. He said, after that 2011 year, it affects you mentally. It affects you personally. He remembered coming back to the rink the next year. And all the memories from Game 7 came back to you. Hard walking into that arena because every time you stepped in, you always get that Game 7 loss back in your head. Now the Bruins, of course, have their own Game 7 at-home heartbreak to deal with back in 2019. And uh, their play this season at TD Garden suggests the guys who have remained have been able to, to wipe that out looking forward to this year's playoffs where they can hopefully uh, write a better story this year. Anyways, fun little story there from Zdeno Chara. And uh, man, that 2011 series, I'll never forget it as long as I live. I will never forget that Game 7 win. Uh, We had a infant at the time who was uh, peacefully sleeping in his crib when the Bruins won. So I 
went outside. We lived in a basement apartment at the time with a separate entrance. So I opened the the sliding door, went out into the backyard, and uh, literally got on my knees and raised my hands in in victory. I was just so, so happy. And uh, I'll never forget that feeling as long as I live. And I hope that we get to experience that again uh, very, very soon. Anyways, that's it for this week's episodes of Locked On Boston Ruins. I might jump on uh, over the weekend to uh, talk about tonight's game against the Coyotes. Uh, it's a busy weekend around here. I mentioned basketball. We're also hosting, I don't know, a couple dozen, a few dozen people for an extended early Christmas family gathering. Um, tis the season family gathering each of the next three Saturdays uh, before Christmas. And they were actually going to Ottawa on Boxing Day. I hope you're all doing well, taking care of yourselves, taking care of each other, and uh, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again here soon on the Locked On Boston Ruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.